Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio. Hey, we got some great news to share with you momentarily about a religious victory, religious freedom victory uh, for some medical workers regarding the COVID vaccine uh, shots. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. We've been trying to get that for get to that for over an hour, but so much stuff is happening in the news. Uh, Steve Jordahl joins us. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Uh, Fred Jackson with me, Ray Pritchard. <clears throat> we thank you for listening to AFR. Should you want to send us a Email, go to comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. Well, the big news right now is uh, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi has landed in Taiwan. This is a big deal uh, because the Chinese are ticked, uh, and they're not mincing words. Now, what those words mean relative to a action, potentially a military action against the United States or Taiwan, who knows? I would expect that would be imminent, something in the next 12 to 24 hours, if it's going to happen at all. They may just end up kicking diplomats out of Beijing. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? That would be the, the Least best like, outcome that yeah. we could possibly. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but we are going to, so we are going to get to this good news story. Uh, uh, but Steve, uh, I wanted you to, you had the quote from uh, the Chinese government. Uh, yeah. Uh, this, th- is, a- this is after she landed, right? Yeah, this is subsequent. Uh, I don't know what time it is. This is. Datelined. Uh, it's about midnight in eight. Taipei. This is de- this is ten o'clock. This is eleven o'clock Taipei time. Mm. So it's about an hour. Taipei ago. being the uh, uh, capital of, of Taiwan. Of Taiwan. Uh, all right. Uh, China's Foreign Minister Affairs Tuesday issued a statement on Speaker Pelosi visiting the Taiwan region. This is the statement on August two. In disregard of China's strong opposition and serious representations. Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives Nancy Pelosi visited China's Taiwan region. This is a serious violation of the One China policy and the provisions of the three U.S.-China joint communiques. It has a severe impact on the political foundation of the China-U.S. relations, seriously infringes upon China's sovereignty and territorial integrity. It gravely undermines peace and stability across the Taiwan Strait and sends a seriously wrong signal to the separatist forces or, quote, Taiwan independence. China firmly opposes and sternly condemns this and has made serious démarche and strong protests to the United States government. Um, and and we've been seeing, I've been seeing pictures of tanks massed, uh, this is earlier in the day in, in anticipation, on the beach D-Day uh, style, getting ready to go. It, it could be a bluff, probably saber-rattling. According to Sandy, she's got a timeline, but it's not for in a couple of months, but... Um, it, it's it's serious, and and the the U.S. is the Biden administration is curiously conflicted on this, because um, we've always encouraged the uh, business with Taiwan. It, we seem to have uh, an affinity for Taiwan. We want them to be independent, but then we don't. We have publicly a one government, uh, one China. Well, Nancy Pelosi's. Just outright sided with the Taiwanese. Well, and she has, but I want you to hear what um, the uh, find it here. This is the uh, National Security Council spokesperson. His name is uh, uh, John Kirby, 
And uh, this is what he had to say yesterday about our relationship with Taiwan. Cut 12. We have repeatedly said that we oppose any unilateral changes to the status quo from either side. We have said that we do not support Taiwan independence. And we have said that we expect cross-strait differences to be resolved by peaceful means. So we're kind of a double mind on this. Ray, I don't understand. I thought we were. We, the United States federal uh, government, was in support of uh, an independent Taiwan. We are, but we're not, right? Just what Steve said. We're we're double-minded on this because China claims Taiwan. And Taiwan, if you go visit, Tim, it is a booming. It's a democracy, and it's economically, technologically. Kind of like South Korea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's, it, they're doing well on their own, Tim, and 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 there's a lot of political ferment, you know, among the Taiwanese people about what their relationship with the mainland should be. But um, surely, I mean, would the? I guess the question is not if if the mainland attack will, will the mainland attack China or uh, Taiwan, but if they did, what would the U.S. do? I don't yeah. think anybody knows the answer to the question. I was listening. My, my fear is just uh, no. Sorry. My okay. fear is that what's happened, what we've seen happen in Hong Kong uh, over the last couple of years, where basically Hong Kong was the kind of thriving economically right. uh, area uh, where people there enjoyed freedom, and we saw what Beijing has done in Hong Kong. Uh, freedom is gone in Hong Kong just in the last 18 months to two years. And so that's my fear now for Taiwan. The, the Chinese are incredibly proud people, and they see this visit by Nancy Pelosi as an incredible insult to them. The Chinese do not react well when they are insulted. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I, you know, uh, another thought came to, to me on this. If this were a Republican House of Representatives uh, speaker, the liberal media and the Democrats would be calling this an uh, an unnecessary uh, act, provocation, action, provocation. provocation yeah. that that could lead to war. Mm-hmm. You don't think I'm right about that? Oh, I, I think you're exactly right. I'm on the fence about that. I've seen Republican lawmakers, uh, congressional people supporting Nancy Pelosi's trip there. Um, this is one area. I don't know about the media. The media, you might be right. You know what happens if you sit on the fence, Steve. You've got to get a new fence? No, you get, no, you get splinters. <laughs> splinters, that's true. Um, I was shocked. Was it last hour, half an hour ago, when you were talking with Sandy? Did, she, did I hear correctly? She said that they expect an invasion of Taiwan in October. I think her speculation is that there would be an invasion and the Biden administration uh, would then call for a delay in the election in November because of the imminent threat, what that means uh, to our forces. And she's predicting that? All you need right now is like Tom Cruise. Right. And you got a great movie right there that I'll sign me up for that one. Wouldn't that what they were accusing President Trump was going to do in 2020? Is he going to do something that was going to delay the election? This ain't a movie. No. Folks, this is uh, extremely serious business here. And uh, I guess guess the world's sort of waiting to see what the Chinese Communist government will do now 
in response to uh, Nancy Pelosi visiting Taiwan. Um, so, you know, it didn't. World's world's volatile place. Yes, sir. Ray, extremely right. dangerous right, right now. now. Huh? Yeah. Well, I, I think Fred Fred said you said it so well. They the Chinese view Taiwan as their personal property. Yes. And they are extremely angry about what Pelosi has done. This is a statement from Nancy Pelosi. She just tweeted out an hour ago. Our delegation's visit to Taiwan honors America's unwavering commitment to supporting Taiwan's vibrant democracy. Our discussions with Taiwan leadership reaffirms our support for our partner and promotes our shared interest, including advancing a free and open Indo-Pacific region. That, to me, directly contradicts what John Kirby just, we just heard him say. Yeah, John Kirby, the State Department? He is uh, now the spoke, he was uh, State Department spokesman. Now he's the National Security Council spokesperson. Okay. It's just odd to me that, Biden and Pelosi would be at odds over this issue in terms of a visit. Uh, she is not a member of the administration, which is typically who does diplomacy, right? Mm-hmm. Or who does international right. negotiations or visits or speaks on behalf of the federal government. It's usually the president and his team, secretary of state, namely in this case, you have a, uh, Speaker of the House, and I'm not saying she she shouldn't go. I'm just saying that's not normally who goes to these foreign countries. To but she's going for our, her own reasons that she stated, whether you believe them publicly or not. So uh, anyway, it's going to be going to be. I guess the world's kind of waiting to see what she, what China means when they say we will respond. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yes. To this provocation, as you say, in their in their view, uh, Hong Kong. You mentioned Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Uh, the, the British Ray gave Hong Kong back to communist China. What thirty years ago? Or so when when less than that, right? Ninety six, ninety seven. Ninety. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was a British uh, controlled area, even though it was on mainland. China, Hong yes, Kong right. was. They made a treaty. What, what was it, Fred? It's like a 99-year treaty or a 100-year yes. treaty with mm-hmm. way before the communists ever came to power in China. The yeah. British made signed that treaty and yeah. said after 99 or 100 years they were going to give Hong Kong back. And, and they, they, did. they did. Let me just say this, and we've talked about this many times, and we'll move on to this good news story, and that is um, um, the – I doubt very seriously that anything uh, is going to happen militarily. Uh, well, now uh, let me just let me say this: the United States of America and communist China, strange as it may sound, we are joined at the hip. All right, we're divided by the Pacific Ocean, but economically, there there are no two more countries in the world that are more connected than China and the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, Go in any store you want to uh, and start picking up products randomly. You're going to find probably 20% of everything made is in China. And some some products, uh, some kinds of products, it's almost 100%. I don't, as I said, I don't think you can buy any tennis shoes <laughs> that aren't made in China. So if, 
if the Chinese want a war with the United States, then it's going to mean an economic war too, which is going to, yes, it's going to hurt us here in the U.S., but that would greatly hurt uh, communist China too. I think the people that need to be concerned today are the people who live in Taiwan. Yeah. I don't I don't think China's going to attack the United States, but I do believe the safety yes. level of yes. Taiwan and the Taiwanese has been reduced today because Does Taiwan not have an army, navy, oh, air they, force? They do. They, they do. do. I mean, they would and, fight back. Oh, absolutely. They've got they have got a good army, but I mean but it cannot stand. They're against, an island, right? They yeah. can't stand against mainland China. No, no, they can't. There are similarities you can draw today between Russia and the Ukraine. Russia sits on Ukraine border, and we see we've seen what has happened in recent months there. Yeah, but Russia's been stuck in the mud. Yeah, they they have been, but they've done tremendous damage to the Ukrainian sure. people. All I'm saying is that. The Taiwanese people are less safe today than they were 24 hours ago. Okay, how, how I should know the answer to this, Steve, maybe, you know, the, the strait there between Taiwan and China, how how many miles is that? It's not a lot. No. But it right. is it is deemed interna- international waters come, right. um, by the government. Right, when you were, as Steve looks that up, right, when you were over there on your last trip, was that 10, 12 years ago or so? Yeah, maybe did, less than that. Yeah. Did you fly from mainland China to Taiwan? Can you? You remember how you went? <laughs> Can you say? I think maybe. I I think it was the other way around. I think we were in Taiwan first, and then went from Taiwan to the mainland, which was fairly easy to do. Hundred miles across. Point. Yeah. Okay. See, that's nothing for. These supersonic oh, jets, no. right? Nothing. But can you can do? Do they have planes that fly from China to Taiwan? I would think that that would be. Oh, there's trade. That, there's trade that goes back and forth. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but commercial flights. I'm sure there is. Yeah, I'm sure there I, are. I think the. I believe the answer is yes. I don't know about today if there's any commercial <laughs> flights mm-hmm. going back and forth today, but I think there because Especially there's if been my plane was red, white, and blue. I one would want to be yeah. on it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, all right. Uh, what's all right. the uh, who, Fred? Do you or Steve? Who who has the uh, the big the, story? Yeah. On the class action suit, this is huge, folks. This is huge. We know that uh, our military, we've talked about the, the vaccine mandates. The vaccine mandates also affected thousands of healthcare workers across this country. Basically, they were told by their bosses, you get the shot or you don't have a job. So hundreds of nurses, of doctors, uh, mainly nurses, uh, and other healthcare workers who have contact with patients uh, face these kinds of vaccine mandates. Well, the news is this from our friends at Liberty Council, the nation's first class action settlement involving a COVID shot mandate has now taken place. This involved hundreds of workers at the North Shore University Health System. It's in the Chicago area. Uh, there's now been a court settlement for $10.3 million dollars for these workers these workers said uh we want an exemption from this vaccine based on our religious beliefs that some of the the vaccine research involved uh, aborted fetus fetal cells the healthcare system there said no we don't care we're firing you 
Now, according to this settlement, the court has ruled that the, uh, the North Shore University Health System must immediately put into their policies a religious exemption. Up to now, they have not had that. Also, in this settlement, workers, workers who refuse the COVID shot must be offered jobs back. They also will get $25,000. And employees who were forced to accept the COVID shot against their religious beliefs to keep their jobs will receive approximately $3,000 each. The 13 healthcare workers who led the plaintiffs in the lawsuit will get another $20,000. So this is big. This involves uh, the thrust of the argument that has been from the get-go in this. And now there's proof of it. Taking the shot did not keep you from getting COVID. We know that. Does not keep you from spreading COVID. And now the courts have agreed with this. This is a particular case involving North Shore University Health System. Where is this? This Illinois. is in Illinois. Illinois. And, uh, and uh, I don't know. I, congratulations to our friends at Liberty Council. They yes. have been leading this charge. Matt Staver. Oh, man, they've been doing work. Uh, yes. who Matt's been on our show many times, but uh, credit is due Matt Staver and his organization for going to court uh, on this one. Yes, they've been fighting this. This is, this is monumental. I mean, it, it is, huh? and and it's it kind of sets a precedent because there are all kinds of lawsuits like this for this, healthcare workers. This comes on the heels of the victory uh, for the uh, was it Air Force? Air Force, yes. For those in the Air Force who have fought back against this forced uh, experimental vaccine shot being yes a requirement, they yes. won. They won. They uh, won a court decision in the last ten days that says. The Air Force can no longer take any action against an Air Force member who is refusing Listen, the vaccine. As I mentioned before, yesterday or the day before, uh, if you ever thought that a vaccine, one of these vaccine shots was necessary to fight COVID, and a lot of people thought that, that's okay. Uh, you, you cannot argue any longer that it's necessary. If you believe that at one time, I don't, I don't think there's any doubt on this. The, the, the COVID vaccine, again, experimental shots, uh, have proven now to be ineffective in doing what vaccines are supposed to do. As Fred said, namely stop you from getting a virus and stop you from uh, spreading a virus. All right. Yes. Now I don't take any joy in, in saying that, to some people have uh, been sort of gloating about, I told you so. Mm. And I could do that when I had a good golf <laughs> shot and my buddies have to watch it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I can I can gloat a little bit time to time, although it's rare. Uh, but I'm just saying that uh, even if you believed in the vaccine shots, they've proven now as we get into variant number four and five and six, that the virus has uh, has uh, dissipated in terms of its lethalness, its its uh, its damage that it can do, and people are still getting COVID. We got a couple at our office right now. It's going around like the flu, like the cold. Okay, but it's not killing people uh, at, uh, like it once like it once was, especially people with comorbidities. So I'm just saying that you have to the the 
the practical thing to do for the Biden administration, and I'm not saying they're going to do this, Dr. Fauci and all of them, and even Dr. Fauci the other day basically said what I just said. He said the vaccines are proven now to be ineffective. Uh, I'm not. Am I unfairly saying? He didn't say it exactly like that. Not as effective as we had hoped. Uh, yes. some, something to that effect. Okay. Yes. But my, here's my point. With the Biden administration, I, th- I think they had score a lot of points with the uh, American people. Just to say, listen, uh, we're we're dropping the vaccine mandate requirements for federal employees, for military, for everybody, because it's no longer necessary. Yes. And if it becomes, right. okay, that's what you say. Yeah, say it that way. It's no longer necessary. No longer right? necessary. It's not a pandemic any longer. It's an endemic. It's something we just kind of have to learn with. And as you've seen with, with me, President Biden could say, uh, you know, uh, and I'm, you know, you, you get sick for a few days, you show some out, and you get over it. All right? So uh, now he would say, it's because of the vaccine and my 73 boosters that I'm here today, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. is, there's no way to prove that, okay? Yeah. But but uh, so that, that, that to me, that, that could end it and get rid of all these lawsuits, let people go back to work who were fired because, and we need them. We need work. We have a huge nursing uh, problem in terms of finding nurses. You nurses, know, and we've talked about our military. Our military. Recruiting. The recruitment's way down. They don't need to fire 20% of our National Guardsmen because they won't get a shot that's no longer needed, no yeah. longer necessary. Yeah. So uh, I, I think the, the only way they're continuing with this to me is 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 the, is the, is the you know, we're not going to say that it's unnecessarily because we're going to make people we're going to make people bow the knee. We don't care if it is unnecessary. We're going to we're going to have our day to prove our point and we will fire Americans over the COVID vaccine shot even though COVID's no longer a big problem in the US. Yeah. So there we go. We'll see what happens. I don't think Biden will do that. But uh, the, to continue on with this forced vaccine shots is just is making them look more and more vindictive. Yeah. And and more and more Foolish. There's no science. There's no scientific argument right. anymore. No, there isn't. There's no, and there is a big unknown about what the uh, consequences are going to be of these multiple booster shots of a, of an experimental vaccine that you could wake up five years from now and, and people could have three years. Well, the people are dying. Uh, I've I've got now uh, three years may be advantageous to a lot of people. Okay, right. But I'm just saying, what did you say, Steve? There are a lot of negative side effects. I've got, we can't, don't have time to play it, but there's a nurse that I have that's saying, I wish I'd never taken it. Oh, yeah. There's um, there a lot are, of reports of that. There are people falling down, athletes, Olympic quality athletes that are falling down at 20 and 30 and dying of heart attacks. And the strong suspicion is it's related to the vaccine. Well, it's not as, it was reported that uh, the Moderna, the Moderna, uh, a COVID vaccine shot was forbidden in Europe yeah. for 30-year-old males and older because the heart inflammation that it was causing. Well, that was that was that wasn't that was reported in the news yeah. by you know CDC and others. Yeah. So anyway, uh, listen, Ray, uh, uh, good to have you back, my friend. Hey, good to be back, Tim. Thank you. All right, we bring Ray back just in time for potentially World War III. There you go. <laughs> uh, any, as maybe that's a coincidence? I don't no. know. Uh, but uh, all right, in all seriousness, folks, uh, our country, uh, we 
We need a lot of prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the people of Taiwan today. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks to, to Ray, to Fred, to Chris, to Steve, and to Brent, uh, and uh, Sandy, and uh, Winsome Sears, the Lieutenant Governor of Virginia. It's been a good day mm-hmm. for our guest on this show. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Have a great one. <laughs>